Welcome to the WMBF UK podcast. Hello and welcome back to season three of the WMBF UK podcast with me, Sarah Glanville, as your host. I wanted to kick off this year's season with a bang. So who else would be our episode one guest? For the first team to win overall, I think, ever. And our teen British bodybuilding champion. Welcome to the podcast, Josh Campbell. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm brilliant. Uh, thank you for having me. It's a, an honour. Um, I'm excited for it, obviously, to talk over everything like the experience and first-timers and hopefully give out some advice to, to some of the teens as well because... Yeah, it's a, it's a very cool sport and it's a very cool thing to be involved in. So hopefully shed some light on it all. Yeah, thank you for joining us on this episode. Like I say, there's this kind of the perfect person, I think, to kick it off because of your incredible first season last year. I think we'll just kind of jump right in and get started. What inspired you to choose WMBF UK for your debut show? So originally I hadn't planned to start competing until like late August because I wanted to do some like British championship shows um which were later on in the season. Um and I was like, I'm not too sure like when I'm going to be like in a good spot to actually be competing. We didn't know whether I would be like ahead of the game with fat loss or behind to chase my tail. Um but then I started to come in really quickly and we're like, right, let, let's go for it, let's do something. Um and then we've seen obviously Finn Kelly, my coach, um, he has a lot of experience just with like his own clients competing in the past and everything. He's been around all the shows and he was like WMBF has ran very well. The shows like they're actually enjoyable, they, they kinda put a lot of emphasis on that and it was like it's a first timer show and I was like nice because it meant I knew everyone else there was just as nervous as I was because like the thought of going into the show and me being the one that just looks daft on stage and like everyone else is perfected the posing and everything I'm like obviously I've done as much as I possibly could for it but going in thinking right everyone else here is also terrified like it, it does make you feel a lot better so yeah it worked out very very well it was a great day so yeah it's interesting. I, I didn't realise, or I guess we'll talk about this as we go through the, the podcast, but that you were kind of already thinking, I want to get to British finals level, which is really exciting. Um, And yeah, I think the points you've made about it being like that shared experience where everyone's in the same boat is, is really important. You said you were coming in quite quickly. Um, how was your prep leading into the first show? It sounds like it went pretty smoothly. Yeah, so, like, I started in a pretty lean position. Like, I wasn't too heavy or, or like, soft. And that was mainly due to kind of, like, digestion issues. Like, I've always had a very dodgy stomach since I was, like, a little, little kid. Um, and then eventually get diagnosed with IBS, like, towards the back end of the off-season because it was, like, pretty rough. Um, So we couldn't push food massively, like, and we couldn't get it way too high. Body weight wasn't way too high. I started off prepping. 73 kg i believe um my kind of best look on stage was 64 to 65 the the first show the first timers i think i was around that 66 mark so i still got like a good bit leaner since then um or after that sorry but it was good like it was kind of smooth sailing for me simply because like my homeostasis and like my just kind of norm is relatively lean anyway like before starting the gym i was always the guy that was just skin and bone like had abs 
but no muscle. It was just straight. I was just very skinny. So coming down and being leaner, like I actually felt a lot better. Like in my off season, I was always a lot more uncomfortable, like pushing foods and I didn't really enjoy it, but that's all I knew. So I was like, I had no clue what I was going to look like anything. I'd be like, I don't know if I'm just going to look teeny here. And I was quite scared at the fact that starting prep at 73 kg I was going to be on stage at like mid 60s I was like I'm going to be teeny I must I must be so small but realistically at the end of the day like as it kind of proved at the time in that show like weight or size or anything doesn't necessarily win the shows so Finn was trying to like tell that to me through the prep and I was like oh no but what if what if um but eventually obviously at the time it went well but the prep itself like it was good. It was a case of again, kind of smooth sailing. Like cardio went straight off the bat. Um, food down. Like trying to get a bit better weight off at the start. Like while we have like more opportunity to do so, and slowing rate of loss down as time goes on. Um, and the good part was I was coming in too quickly. So every Sunday I had a refeed, and it was a five guys every Sunday. So like, Brett was just made so much better with that. Um, but yeah, it was good. Uh, and coming into the show, like. I didn't tell anyone about it and I'm like extremely kind of active on Instagram and like it's always posting my stories every single day and I was like I don't know how I'm going to kind of cover this up so like uh, I went down and Finn's other client Douglas was competing and I was playing it off as like oh I'm just going down to support to support Douglas Um, it was quite hard to, to kind of keep it secret but I think that also helped like not having anyone knowing not any pressure being on myself and I think that's a big thing for a lot of people was to not put way too much pressure obviously you want to do well but to the point where it's going to make you very nervous and anxious and stress out that's only going to create a, a more stressed out watery sea look on stage so yeah it was it was good um after the first show that's when things started to get pretty rough because obviously holding stage condition is the, the real real hard part but yeah it was good a very enjoyable prep yeah good I'm, I'm glad that you had you enjoyed your first experience I think that's really important as a first timer is that you definitely you want to push to be competitive and of course you have been but you also want to enjoy that because as we've we spoke about briefly before the podcast started it's a sport of longevity and you want to stay in it you want to continue to keep coming back I'm really interested on the, the point that you made about keeping it to yourself and maybe that helped helping take some pressure off you mm-hmm. because you also mentioned thinking about getting to British finals level and that obviously involves competing on stage and qualifying and that in itself was quite a lot of pressure to put on yourself so I guess what really motivated that decision to maybe not not share with everyone that followed you on Instagram that you were going to do WMBF UK first timers as your first show I thought it would be really cool if I won the class I could just be like just popped up on Instagram and I ended up doing that and I was like that's cool but obviously that wasn't like necessarily the main reason it was just a case of keeping it to my very close like say friends and family um not really anyone knew about it but as Finn kind of like would tell me right if you're all stressed out and you're overthinking things like it's not going to be a great experience like if you're so nervous and, and worrying about things and people are messaging this and that like it is going to kind of ruin the experience a little bit so just trying to keep that to myself I did feel like made it more kind of like it was just more real the experience I wasn't too busy like answering Instagram messages all the time and, and stuff like that it was like I could actually soak in in the moment like on the day and not have to worry about anything so I'm happy that I made that decision the shows after like everyone knew obviously but like doing that we kind of like sneaky one at the start I, I enjoyed it how did how did it compare then once the pressure ramped up because then there's also the weight of yeah. expectation so yeah how was it in comparison in the next shows 
it was rough because like obviously I won the teens class but then went on to win the overall so then going into the next show there was people mentioning me going yeah that overall is yours yeah easy easy and I'm like it's, no it's not it's like people obviously like it's just people being nice but like it was people that don't necessarily know bodybuilding too much and like they see me do it once and then they expect me to do it again and I'm like that's a whole lot of pressure on me so I had to put on like my story on my Instagram like do not expect me to to say win an overall because I'm not expecting myself to win an overall. There's going to be people on there that have trained 10, 15 years like consistently and like they're going to have more muscle maturity than me, get into better condition than me. Um, Overall, just be a, a more advanced bodybuilder and that's simply a case of time. As you were saying, it's, it's a, a long sport, uh, kind of a marathon, not a sprint. You can't really like cheat in bodybuilding, natural bodybuilding. Sorry, there's no quick fix or way to get to somewhere. It's just time and effort. Um, So yeah, it was it was hard going into those other ones but it was just a case of like managing expectations and even going into that second show when I didn't win the overall I was a bit annoyed I was like I should have won that because I done it last time like am I getting worse but like again it's even if I was significantly better in which I was I was a lot leaner if you go up into a class where there's a much say like there's some people that have been there that have like 10 15 years again experience it's just kind of your luck like even when i compete in 2026 i'm going to be significantly better but if there's some monster that i'm up against i might not even win my class so it's like managing those expectations and realizing that you know it's not always going to go your way and like people on social media need to kind of know that so like i, I kind of put that out there so that i didn't like expect everyone to think oh yeah you're going to do this and that so it helps manage it a little bit you know yeah I think it is it's in two parts isn't it it's managing your own expectations and I think you've clearly the way you've spoken there you've got an incredibly mature perspective on it um not in a patronizing way but for your age you've got oh, an incredibly mature you. perspective on it um because it is it's like you say you when you achieve a level of success you almost hold that yourself to that standard um yeah. but yeah also managing the expectations of those who look up to you and respect you and follow you like come after you and follow you because I think mm -hmm. also people feel like that's something that they can strive to achieve which of course is what we want we want people yeah. coming those with that ambition but not being disappointed when you turn up in your best because the sport of bodybuilding is you could turn up and anyone could be there, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like but you, you've master. come and you disrupted the whole show last yeah. year. <laughs> people who have a lot more time in the under the game and experience under their belt in terms of in terms of training. Yeah, obviously genetics play a role as well. And like as we were kind of discussing again before we started recording, like we are both not to sound bad, but like relatively genetically gifted, like shape and structure and stuff like that. And that's always going to be one of the like biggest driving factors as to where you place in a show if you've got really good shape structure and it kind of flows well that's going to overpower a lot of things now it doesn't matter obviously if you're not in condition you come in and you look as if you're like 12 weeks out but if you've got like relatively good condition relatively good muscularity but you've got like outstanding shape it's most of the time going to beat the person that's more heavily muscled and don't kind of look quite as nice in general obviously it depends on the class and stuff as well but um it's a case of trying to again like manage those expectations for like the, the younger generation and even like people that kind of apply for coaching with me after seeing what I've done they're like yeah I want to win everything this season and I'm like and they might be 15 years old and have trained for a couple months and I'm like 
you need to spend time doing the basics first and enjoying and loving bodybuilding itself before even thinking about competing. It is actually kind of enjoying the whole experience and not being too like tunnel visioned on, all right, I'm going to win this because that's not the enjoyable part. It's like actually doing the prep and doing something that you're proud of. A lot of people, I feel like, struggle with that. And that's another hard thing just with managing expectations as, say, a coach or just like speaking to someone and like they say it to you and you're like, oh, should I tell them? Should I not? And it's hard, you know, like, but. I think that's something that a lot of people can take away and especially a lot of teens because some of them, again, like might not have that kind of more mature mindset as to like, just, right, I'm going to give my all and if it's my best, I'm going to be happy with it. It's like, I need to have a trophy, I need to do this, I need to do that. It's like actually enjoying it and bringing your best. And even if you say do another show and you don't look as good as I was mentioning, or sorry, you look even better, but you don't place as well. Like that's a win still. Like you look better yourself as you against you sort of. And I know that sounds like cringy and you hear it all the time, but it genuinely is true. So... Yeah. yeah it's a classic because it works it's the truth um because um, yeah, it's the truth but yeah i think that's that's bang on um it's uh it's i think like we said it's a sport of longevity and the longer you're in it the better you should get but mm-hmm. there's always going to be someone who taught who turns up on stage that you can't prepare for you don't know so you like, can't control it can you you, you can't control it. You, the only thing you can control is you bring, bring in your best. And um, I think that's a really important message to to get across, Josh. So do you want to talk us through that first show day experience from your perspective? Like, was it what you expected when you decided okay. to sign up for a show? Yeah, so to be honest, like I had no clue what to expect. I was like, I, I have no clue what I'm going to do here because like obviously I'd been training I'd been training for like say two years before that I'd been like considering the thought of bodybuilding stuff then I started up with Finn he was like right let's do it then we mapped it out I was like oh this is getting a bit a bit real here like it's all starting to come together and then by the time I knew it bang first show and I went down traveled down so it was London area it's Camberley it was Londonish Um, obviously I'm up in Glasgow so got the train down traveled down there got the Airbnb um Finn looked after us very well then went to the venue itself so we had like a long drive down I got um my tan done at like five no half four in the morning because um I got it done through Nicola A1 um so very early in the morning because we had to travel from Loughborough down to Camberley so very early morning tan headed there um, got to the venue nerves were starting to build up and I was like oh no 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 because realistically when you think about it like it was a big venue as well it's a, it's a really good venue but it's a big crowd and I, I seen it when I went to go and look at like how to map things out I was like where is everything I was just like oh no but realistically again it's like trying to manage like your your nervousness your anxiety your stress etc because it's only going to have a negative impact on your look so it was just a case of trying to chill out but obviously because like I'd been like sat in the back of Finn's car and we were all traveling down it was a little bit stressful like stress levels were a teeny bit higher like going into that teens class because teens is the first class of the day for anyone kind of kind of doesn't know it usually is for most kind of um shows and federations but teens was the first class of the day and that made it even worse as well I was like I'm the first one on stage and I was like I don't even know what it looks like to, to go out and Finn was like that you'll be you'll be fine you've practiced for this see as long as you are practicing you're posing day in day out and it kind of becomes like second nature you're going to be fine but just make sure that you obviously put the practice in to do that um but I went out and 
it wasn't what I necessarily expected when I went up to the stage because people don't realise how bright the lights are. Like, see, when you're on stage, you literally can't see anything. Like, the crowd, it's just black because it's just these really, really bright lights. So, like, they were just calling out the poses and stuff. But then I would be ready to go into my next pose and say, like, all right, you switch with you. And I'd just still be standing there. And then they'd, like, repeat the, num repeat the number. And I was like, oh, that's me. I need to move around. But because I was so nervous, um, it was like I was just, like, literally just hitting the pose, thinking about keeping my cord switched on, doing this and doing that. It is hard, but like once I got off stage, I was like, that was really cool. And like, see the like when we're getting moved about and stuff. And then the routines, obviously, doing them, that was the scary part because I like walked out and there was like a millisecond of silence and it just threw me off completely. Like, I, that wee second before the lights hit me, I could just see all the crowds and it was like silent. I was like, oh no, 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 no. Very, very scary. Um, so going out and doing the routine and like, that kind of gave me like a mind blank when I got like that big rush of nerves and I was like about to go into my first pose and I was like I don't know what it is I don't know what to do here so eventually caught myself went into the routine um done all that then came back out in one of the teens class and it's a it's a very very good feeling um just to even be there again like the experience itself was great um but winning that teens class was phenomenal that was like the the first kind of rush and like dipping my toes into actually what it feels like and then after that, it was a case of just chilling out for the rest of the day because the overall is not till later on in the night, again, for anyone who doesn't know. um, So between teens and the overall, I literally just I kind of slept, to be honest, through the most of it. So like um, to keep myself nice and fresh, like, again, sitting in the back of that car, like with my knees pretty close to like my face because there wasn't much room. My legs were a little bit fatigued. But because I was just laying down, kind of feet elevated a little bit, sleeping throughout the rest of the day, that overall, that's when things kind of came to life a little bit more and brought a better package. Then, like, I recorded the video for YouTube. So if anyone wants to kind of see all of this, you can go back and watch that on my YouTube channel. Um, But I was saying in the YouTube video, I was like, yeah, there's absolutely no chance I'd go for this overall because backstage, looking at everyone, I was like, ah, how is that even possible like there was some guys there, i was like that's natural like, so, like i think one of the guys was like 95 kg or so stage lean and i was just like that's crazy um and then i get called out for the overall the the winner and i was just like it's it like so surreal it was a, a really really good feeling and then afterwards like i kind of stayed on stage and all the judges and everyone there that was working um like everyone came up and we were all kind of chatting about things so it is one of my best kind of memories of the season in general it was really really good yeah it sounds like a really positive day and I guess it's um really interesting that and I think an important point that you brought up about kind of that almost although you wanted to control the, the stress and the nerves like they were still there because it was inevitable. The experience. Yeah. so there's literally nothing you can do when your body is telling you to be nervous um, yeah. and then you're I, trying to think about not being nervous so then you're thinking <laughs> about being nervous and then you get more nervous and it's like sure. vicious it's, cycle. it's like honestly every single night before show and I'm talking even the shows last year that I was presenting right I'm sitting going just fall asleep just fall asleep like you need to sleep because you want to be fresh and it's like my brain won't turn off so it's like the more you almost think about it the worse it gets but it was almost like for you doing that team class and obviously doing well and then getting into the overalls and want and deciding to turn up for the overalls which was mm -hmm. we're really glad you did obviously for obvious reasons mm -hmm. um but yeah, you had all that pressure almost taken off you because you got out there, had the experience, you knew what to expect, and then you were almost like, this is going to be great fun to go stand on with the boys that are yeah. 100%. mature than me. And then yeah. that, the pressure came off, and as you say, your physique came to came to life. 
because that's the the thing as well. Like a lot of people will say, like the day after their show, they look a lot better. But it's not because they've like ate loads of food after. It. It's because they've just had a massive stress drop off and they hold less like kind of fluid because of it and just look a lot better. But I definitely was a lot more chilled going into that overall because I was thinking I was going with the mindset of literally just I'm gonna go have some fun here. But uh, there's no chance I win it. Like even to one of the boys, Ben, who won the junior class. He he was at me like this is just a DLC this is a little like expansion pack um we just get to go have some fun and I was like yep exactly like let's just do it but then I heard Finn shouting at me um and he was like yeah you've got a chance here and he just started screaming at me like any time like one of my quads would get like slightly switched off it's like quads quads screaming at me so making sure that I was on the ball but like when I heard him get like actually serious about it I was like oh. Maybe I should really, really start to to go for this. Because, again, I was just thinking about having some fun and just kind of, like, enjoying. Obviously, I still did enjoy it, but I was like, right, I actually need to kind of lock in here and, and go for it. And, obviously, it paid off. It was good. Amazing. So, winning the overall title, we obviously know this is an amazing achievement. What was your feedback after the show? Because um, we all get feedback. And even when we're the best on stage, we get feedback that we need to work on. So what was your feedback and how did you use it to approach the rest of your season? So feedback was that condition was a strong point and like we kind of knew that going into it. Um, obviously I wasn't like as conditioned as I, I could have been because it was just earlier on in the season. Um, and I hadn't been in prep for, I'd only been in prep for 13 weeks at that point. So like I was coming in very quickly and my prep was 32 weeks in gen, like as a whole. So it was like, say probably 20 weeks of like holding stage condition after that um which again is a that's a, another story but that's pretty brutal um but going into it like the after i got the feedback they said condition was good like shape and structure was good um obviously like there's always room for improvement muscularity wise um but the condition was a two and i think a one was the best so i was like right i'm, I'm getting a one next time um so we knew that i could come in like more conditioned just with like extra time and kind of keeping things slow, like rate of loss wise, because we had no time to rush or, or no reason to rush, sorry. Um, and the next show after that was five weeks later and it came in like quite significantly sharper after that. So feedback wise, like it was mainly for myself and for Finn, where like, right, condition was really good. Like, especially say for a team, but it was like, we're not thinking just like, oh yeah, I want to be good for a team. We want to be like really, really good. And like, I walk onto an overall stage and someone goes, oh my God, look at that like the glutes the hamstrings like that's kind of what we were striving for so it was a case of yeah very happy and satisfied with the same result but definitely still more work to to kind of do and even the same thing kind of applies now like after finishing the season a lot of people have asked me like oh like what, what are you going to do now you've kind of completed it all and like no if not there's still loads and loads of room to improve with this again long game of natural bodybuilding so yeah that's sorry again tangents flying no, off of perfect a great answer i think that's uh thank you it's uh, really important to know all of that. So I guess we already spoke about kind of the mental pressure then moving into the next shows, but um, where where was your mindset at? Like you obviously were wanting to get to um, British finals. Did you think British titles? Was that always the British team titles? Was that always the, the aim? Yeah, so when I started prep, like Finn sent over the first check-in, 
um or like their final check in my off season and it was like i want your eyes to be set on some british titles this year it was like you you can take them if you want it and obviously he was just saying that to make me kind of like i get all fired up but uh, yeah let's have it like he knew that i was going to be good but you can never tell until you start to kind of see someone come down and how lean they can get it but you realistically can't tell until they're on stage like you can still have someone that looks great but they look very awkward unnatural on stage and like it just doesn't go well together but as soon as he's seen me on stage like and on that day he was like yeah it was definitely on so like going into that day again like I actually had no clue what was going to happen I didn't know if I looked like a, a little skinny child or whether I, I was worthy of like going into a show itself um but after obviously I felt a lot better and a lot more confident in what I could bring and I knew that I could get significantly better so I was like it's just a case of like the next say two shows that I had were both qualifiers and then it would be on to finals from there so I was like I want to won all of my teens classes pretty much for the season after like that first one and i was like if i can take any overalls that's like an extra kind of added bonus especially an overall and like a, a non-first timer show obviously it's still sick to, to win the first timer show but i was like i want to have a full open show with like experienced athletes and see if i can take an overall um which i did eventually do at the uh, the heart of england so that was that was another really cool one because again like overall wise like that's that was my big kind of goal like after it's a hard thing as well like i know we were talking about managing expectations and stuff but it was like if i didn't win one of those team classes i would have been like very upset and when i did win them i was like right that's that done doesn't matter now it's overall time and if i didn't win over i'd be like oh that's what it is but i would never really process like the team one and it wasn't until like the end of the season i was just in the gym one time um and i just kind of actually deeped in the thought about it and i was like oh, wow and I was, you don't realize it at the time because like obviously I'd done a lot of shows I was like so kind of tunnel visioned into each one after it like I would do one I would do well and it was like right it doesn't matter it's on to the next one now but until I actually finished the season I was just sitting there I was like that's pretty cool yeah well I mean how many people can say they've had like a clean sheet of mm. wins so it's it's an amazing achievement um I guess this is a a, a different question but how yeah. do you feel that obviously now take some time out and you're going to come back at some point and it's almost going to be you're stepping into juniors at that point I would imagine yes yeah so different kettle of fish again because there's a different group of people around you and the sport evolves very quickly um yeah. where's your head at I guess how do you feel about that is there mental pressure for you thinking about that journey or are you literally just focused on off season at the moment yeah, so like a bit of both. Um, there's going to be pressure because realistically when I think about it, like going into this season, I had been training like for the enjoyment, like obviously still taking it very seriously, but not like it wasn't like kind of my entire like life and obviously I'm an online coach now, so like everything kind of revolves around like bodybuilding training, this and that. But going into it, I didn't really, again, necessarily have any expectations and, and know really what was going on. So, like, when I was competing, I didn't feel, like, way too much pressure. But now, obviously, after this season, everything's happened. Like, Instagram's follow, like followers and kind of interaction has went up a lot. I've got a lot of people that kind of speak to me, follow me, and follow along with my journey now. Like, starting prep, I think I was on around 1,400, 1,500 followers, and it's now, like, 30,000 plus. So, it's, like, going into that next season i will feel definitely some pressure 
and like even though I've competed say seven times because it's going to be two and a half years later I reckon I'll still get like that that first show like the nerves will be there because it's been a little while since doing it but like my focus just now is just like the day-to-day actions of just train well eat well look after myself sleep like nothing necessarily changed after I finished prep like I feel like a lot of people have like this end goal of like say a certain show then after that they have no goals no nothing and like prep finishes and they're just lost like completely lost now I, I was slightly worried about that as well I was like all right I'm not going to have like an immediate goal of all right I've got a next show like am I going to feel a little bit lost but realistically as I was saying like I've got so so far to go like in the, the kind of realms of natural bodybuilding when you look at say the WNBF world championships this year like with Dirk and with Benjamin and with Brian you're just like oh my god like there's so 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 long to go so it's a case of I know that I need to be significantly better so just doing the the day in day out actions not overthinking like into the future way too much like literally just week by week just making sure that I'm progressing within the gym um and I'm kind of seeing the progress that I I want to see so yeah amazing I think when you get that flavor for like they get the taste for success right and you know you're very realistic right but you're realistic with your potential and you know what you need to do and where you want to go and where you envision yourself and you see the path that other people have walked so for you it's like as you're looking at dark and benjamin and being like wow like that's possible yeah. um it's about breaking it down as you say it's like the actions you can take every day and that's all you can focus on and all you can control is giving a hundred percent every day like Steph's mm-hmm. always Steph always says to me like when you go to the gym like ask yourself what a pro figure competitor would be doing and you need mm-hmm. to do more than that like you need to be yeah, working yeah. at that level to get to that yeah, level it's like I mean it's certainly cringy to some people but like not kind of letting anyone out work you making sure that you're doing what you need to be doing but at the end of the day, just improving yourself, doing better than what you done last time. It's not as if like um coming out of that, I'm like, all right, I need to be doing this and this and this better in terms of like actually tracking my macronutrients and with other things, like because I was nailing down all those basics and those variables, but it's just doing it consistently, getting really strong in the gym, obviously now having more body weight on me and being in a much better position. Like off season wise, it is very hard coming out of a prep to kind of just like just look at yourself and see all these lines start to disappear. And it's like it can be very tough on you mentally. Uh, kind of like psychologically but knowing that that extra say body weight and body fat is going to be productive in terms of my training performance as I get say heavier I get stronger uh, applying new muscle tissue itself like knowing that that's happening over time again it's tough to see myself like lose like say lines of my glutes and stuff and like, oh no as if that's like the norm but because you see it for so long and so often every day you're like oh yeah as soon as you start to see it go you're like am I getting fat and you, know, you, you don't necessarily know what's going on because your your vision and your perspective of everything is so skewed once you're like in that position but knowing that I'm going to be putting on extra body fat but that's going towards like a, a good kind of reason and actually growing and improving then, then I'm all good with that yeah and I think it, it's like it's like you said like you come off stage and you need because I think a lot most of us who can who are competitive bodybuilders our goal-driven people like that is just the psychology of how we work is we need goals we need something to strive towards so it's coming into that like post-show period and establishing what that new goal is and it has been for because the the longer that you leave it the longer that you just end up eating whatever you want and not really doing much and it's it's a very kind of easy hole and trap to fall into as a case of setting that goal straight away absolutely and it's it's something that a lot of people fall into and 
sometimes that's part of people's journey that they need to switch off but I know for me like I came out of that and straight away knew what my next goal was and I had to you talk about losing the lines and and the and being so used to looking at your visual as your goal it has to switch to my performance needs to be the goal and come into the exactly what I see yeah yeah it's two different things like not worrying and focusing too much on how you look on a certain given day um or like how like just like oh yeah i woke up this morning i look like a, a teeny bit uh flat or fluffy or whatever it's like it doesn't matter is your training performance improving if it is and you've got a control rate of gain that's not out of control and all over the place and you're being consistent with your foods and bang perfect a hundred percent and i think it's also important to like note like obviously you mentioned earlier you are someone who is naturally very conditioned like you just hope you're a lean physique like naturally and everyone's journey post show is a little bit different so it's just about your what your performance feels like what that looks like on you may be mm. very different to what it looks like on josh or what it looks like on mm. sarah if your performance is nailed you're feeling good you're feeling strong like that is the sweet spot for you in your off season yeah. um again not yourself to other people yeah i feel like a lot of people don't expect to expect themselves to feel as if like after like say a week or two of eating more food they're going to feel so much better as if they've got like superpowers but it doesn't happen uh, it's like it really does not happen like say even if you eat like loads and loads of calories and you're like oh i've got my extra body weight on i'm just going to feel much better you end up just feeling more like kind of sluggish and stuff it's again just kind of being patient with it and not expecting way too much just day-to-day actions uh, as we were kind of saying like just eating a little bit more seeing that body weight come back up a little bit in a kind of controlled manner like first say week to two weeks like looking to get a little bit more back on so you can kind of be in a slightly better position hormonally but then just like taking things as they kind of come and just trying to train better over time because you're going to have more stability around your joints and be a little bit stronger but it's not going to be like oh yeah i was pressing 35s and now i'm going in tomorrow and pressing 50s because um i'm a couple kg up and like i'm not it doesn't happen like that but it's trying to accept that and realize that it is just a case of getting back out of that and getting back into just like a more healthier position post show and then that's when like things start to to get a little bit better but it's never going to be and i feel like that's the thing like with a lot of younger people they want like the, the easy quick guide to getting something and it's like they want it bang instantly but you just need to to be patient i think that's something that i like to kind of push a lot with like the younger generation especially like say the teens classes and stuff as i was saying like earlier like a lot of people kind of apply for coaching and they're like yeah i want to compete now just because it's like quite a popular thing to do and i'm like you need to actually be patient and nail these things down first so going into that off season and transition is definitely a hard thing but like I assume like over time as well, like as I compete more and more, it'll become a little bit more natural because I realise what's coming and what it's, it's, it's the exact same thing goes with like going into that first show, like not really knowing what to expect. But once coming out of it, obviously like giving better advice to, to the people that actually have it coming to them going forward. So yeah, hopefully that helps someone. <laughs> so I'm sure that I'm sure it will. Um looking forward into your future um in natural bodybuilding, what aspects of your training or your nutrition or mindset, although we've obviously sound like we're pretty dialed in, but um, do you plan on like refining or focusing anything based on that experience that you've just had in your first season? Well, I don't necessarily think like in terms of like 
say foods, training and stuff like that, like it all is already pretty much on the ball. It's just a case of making sure training accuracy and numbers go up. Like there's no point in chasing down all these big new numbers if it makes me sacrifice form, execution, tempo, accuracy, etc. Um so making sure that like I keep on top of that and obviously sending like training clips over to find my coach so I can get a kind of second eye and opinion on it. Because it is very easy to get very sloppy with things when like you're like, all right, I need to get that number within the next couple of weeks and then you look back at the clips and it just looks significantly worse than it did four weeks ago so making sure that i stay on top of my kind of training execution food wise so like a meal plan like itself works better for me instead of like if it fits your macros realistically like i don't say like oh you need to have a meal plan or if it fits your macros like usually a mix of both like works best for like say my clients like they have baseline meals they'll have that and then like if they want to have something else like they can just match the macros for that meal and have something slightly different but with myself, I think I mentioned earlier on that, like, before going into that competitive season, I was having a lot of kind of stomach issues. So just eating very, very similar foods, like, uh, every day, like, the exact same foods that causes less digestive stress for me. So that's something that I'm definitely going to try and kind of keep under wraps and trying to eat similar foods each day so it doesn't cause much kind of digestive stress. And then in terms of actually going into, like, the next season, so it obviously won't be until 2026, so I've got a lot of time to grow. It's exciting to think about. It's kind of daunting to think about as well because it is a long time. But, like, being more selective with my shows, so, like, a shorter season in terms of how many shows I do across, like, a, a kind of time span, time periods, is definitely something that we'll be going to do next time. And just having, like, say, a few shows instead of, like, seven shows because it does definitely take a toll on your body by the time you get to your last show or two just don't look quite as good as you did at the start because you're just very fatigued it's a rough feeling and see like just kind of like empathizing kind of knowing what that feels like because you were very similar but it definitely does take a toll on your body so a shorter season for next thing okay and what do you know now what that shorter season is or is it too far ahead to think about yeah, i don't know obviously the kind of exact shows and dates and stuff but I would like to do WNBF Worlds. Like, when you go to, like, international shows, I think WNBF is the main one that actually, like, improves. Because, like, all the federations in the UK, I think, are brilliant. Like, standard-wise, within WNBF, BNBF, UKDFP is great. But then, like, what they kind of feed into in terms of, like, international shows, I think it's the IMBA. Like, the standards doesn't kind of stay where it is in the UK. UK is a really high standard of bodybuilding because, like, I think the, the community and everything around it is really good. Like, the kind of people that we've got at the top of natural bodybuilding, say, AJ, um, whereas, like, a lot of, say, other countries might not have that same thing. But with like with WNBF, when you go to that um international level and you get all these German freaky guys and all the Europeans and you're like, oh god, and then you go to Worlds and it gets an even higher standard. Like uh, I'll most likely do like a few different federations in the UK because again, standard's great and I, I kinda want to do a lot of them. But when it goes to the international route, most likely um do like the, the European show. I don't know what it's called, but I've seen Josh Crogan do it. Um and big benjamin one like the, the th yeah the german wmbf show yeah yeah so hopefully it's something along the lines of that and then the world championships in seattle i don't know if it's seattle every time but it was obviously seattle this year so yeah that's that's the, the goal and a pro card as well so yeah. like well <laughs> that sounds like uh an amazing season to come back to and mm -hmm. some good goals to kind of aim for um and yeah the Worlds is kind of somewhere in the US usually, and it's like a different yeah. 
city every time. So it was Seattle last year. I think it's Boston this year. It was LA the year that I did it. So mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe it'll be like New York or Las Vegas mm-hmm. or something. Um, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is, we'll <laughs> have you there. So I know we've literally dropped so much advice through this episode. Like I think every answer you've been able to give a little golden nugget of advice, but is there anything that you would want to share to other teens um, who are aspiring to compete in natural bodybuilding this year or in future years um, to strive forward for success in their first season? Yeah, so like the kind of main one I'd like to circle back to is just the enjoyment of the process as a whole before competing. Because if you just jump into it when you don't necessarily like, not don't enjoy training that much, but like unless it's like your passion and you really, really do love it and uh, like the off season getting stronger again. Some people prefer off season, some will prefer prep. Like it is kind of, it just depends on the person, but making sure that you spend time like nailing the basics, like not missing a session, hitting your macronutrients each day, sleeping and waking up at a certain time pretty much each day, like very consistently having a routine, having a structure. Because I feel like teens need to hear that a lot because I know I've been there like just waking up at like one two o'clock in the afternoon like when you're off school like when you've got a little bit more free time like you don't use it productively you literally just lie in bed or you play xbox like four in the morning like nail down a routine take things a little bit more seriously obviously still enjoy it that doesn't mean you need to become a robot and like just suck all that actual enjoyment out of the process itself but like be accurate nail down the basics get really strong get a lot of muscle on you before you think about necessarily competing but when you do compete making sure that you have enough time and making sure that you're in a good position to start it because i feel like a lot of people as well will start prep like peak off season like they're they're holding a lot of body fat and it's like your prep is not going to be enjoyable in the slightest like it's going to again suck all the enjoyment out of it and chances are you might not even ever want to compete again because the prep itself is so rough because you've got way too much body fat to pull off with such little time to do it it becomes extremely extremely demanding and very very difficult and much more kind of demanding than it needs to be set yourself into a good position first like obviously start to work with a coach like before you start prep like a good while before you start prep because i feel like again a lot of people do that it's like hi mate like i, I want to compete um the show's in 20 weeks can you prep me and i'm like i don't even know anything about you like at all how you like deal with everything what you're like in an off season where your food's at your food's not consistent i can't pull your food down when you're not eating a consistent amount of calories per day so I would say start to work with the coach like earlier than you think say like give yourself at least six to 12 months with them before you start prep so that you can start it in an advantageous position like when you're not too heavy when you're lean enough to be able to keep the rate of loss slow because if you're trying to lose too much weight in the one prep you're just going to lose muscle as well you're not going to be able to retain a great deal and it's why you'll see people like very very fatigued with very little muscle very little fullness because they're chasing their tail with fat loss i think what worked really well for me was the fact that i was ahead of the game and we could kind of play around with like filling up protocols and kind of um like a, a peaking protocol we could try different things see what worked best for me having that five guys there and then assessing data seeing all right where do i look best is it one day after that is it two days after that is it three days after that stuff like that like I feel like teens, obviously, if you're going into this without a coach, like you're not even going to like process or think about any of that. You don't necessarily know. So definitely, if you are a teen, get yourself a coach, someone that's reputable um, with a natural bodybuilding that knows what they're doing, that has experience, et cetera, et cetera, going into that so that they can tell you what to do and you execute. Because especially, you know yourself how like skewed your perspective and your vision gets on your own physique. Like you could be absolutely peeled and you're like, I'm fat, I need to get leaner, I need to get leaner. 
But if you continue to push for that, that fat loss, you're going to lose fullness all life to your physique. So knowing when to push and pull, especially when you do have a longer season, like trying to keep me fresher and then pulling back down to, to get leaner and peak for the shows, it's a hard thing to do and it's very hard to do yourself. So like a big piece of advice would be get a good coach that kind of knows what they're doing um, and take your time, enjoy the process. Like don't become too robotic in it that you forget to actually enjoy it. Like take it day by day enjoy the fact that you look the best you ever have in your life like obviously there's the cons of you feel absolutely terrible sometimes you get no energy you get nothing like that's going to come with the prep but you need to remind yourself that like prepping is your own choice it's no one else is forcing you to do it so don't be moany don't make it your whole personality that oh i'm on prep and everyone should feel sorry for me like it's your choice you're doing it so enjoy it soak the process and um and enjoy being on stage don't worry too much or stress too much and again that's a lot easier said than done because there's going to be a lot of nerves there but on show day and just kind of leading up to it don't put any pressure on yourself don't be like scouting out on social media like who's competing against me who am i who am i going to be up against because you're just going to end up like worrying about it and overthinking it and you never know like there could be some guy that's never touched social media in his life and no one knows him and he comes up and he absolutely smokes everyone like it can anything can happen so focus on yourself enjoy the process obviously there's the intricates like the instance of kind of some stuff i was talking about there with actually being in a good spot but overall just enjoy it and soak in yeah i think that's like hit the nail on the head with the enjoyment piece and the and enjoying the process of it and i guess mm -hmm. everyone's probably got a different perspective on this right but to me, bodybuilding, the sport of bodybuilding, isn't actually standing on stage and tan and doing the poses. Like it's the training, it's the it's the nutrition, it's the years it's that you spend. Structure that it gives you as well. Like you need to enjoy that first before you 100%. even think about. All right, I just want to go on the stage. And and the reality yeah, exactly. is, the reality is that so many of us find the sport through Instagram, and we see the sparkly show day experience, and we mm -hmm. see people looking phenomenal and that's what we want right because that's what we see in the shiny bit is the exciting bit but mm. like you've said you've hit your nail the nail so on the head with that Ian that you're a bodybuilder because you bodybuild and then the step on stage is the end and then you exactly so I think that that's amazing advice and if if anyone has fought, like wants to compete or is thinking about competing is really just putting in perspective where you are in the journey and what and if stepping on stage and doing well is your long-term goal maybe stepping on stage this year isn't the right thing maybe next year or even the year after is actually the right time for you stage. and again you hear this all the time as well but the stage is always going to be there like there's no major rush obviously depends age-wise like whether you're going to be a teen or a junior um and if you might need to do it like the year before but realistically if you're very young if you're 15 16 year olds there is literally no rush to compete like spend more time and be then a standout teen when you're 18 19 years old like and you're like oh my god how's he got so much muscle how's he so conditioned it's usually because that's the one that's spent time in the off season growing and not the one that's rushed into competing just because it does look glamorous and like oh i want to look like that i want to be lean and, and i'll get lots of messages from all these girls and it's like nah you won't <laughs> it's just a case of like spending time enjoying bodybuilding the process and then reaping say the rewards of that and competing once you you've kind of done all that stuff there yeah um and I think it's it's known as well like that it's phenomenal that people find the sport as young as you did like I think it's amazing that we have the opportunities for you for people like yourself to have stepped on stage as a team but natural bodybuilding is so long like 
we have masters competitors we have grandmasters competitors stepping on stage at 55 or older than that I think we had older competitors in that last year like think about your potential in the sport if you nail it from 15 like yeah. if people haven't seen Benjamin Schuster's Instagram like go get checking that guy out like he's a junior pro yeah ridiculous world championship pro champion at 21 but that's obviously kind of like freak of nature like one in a million type thing like not everyone is going to do that and again it's trying to be realistic with whether you do have the genetics or not because scroll down on ben's page and you'll see him at 13 he just looks like a normal child then at 15 he's on stage hitting a crab and like his delts are just huge his traps and everything and like there's no wonder that he is where he is right now and he's been like religiously tracking his macros and training since he was what 14 15 years old and over time that's obviously built him what he's got right now but most people at the top of the natural bodybuilding game are like closer to like say like 30 years old it's just time like it comes with muscle maturity and then because you have more muscle maturity you can get into that that freaky freaky condition like i don't know um an example say chris chris paling i don't know if you've seen him his glutes ridiculous but obviously that's years and years and years and i was chatting to him and i was like how long does it take you to actually get into that condition has that always been a thing he was like no nah, that, that wasn't until i started to get into say my 30s because i think he's like to more towards like late 30s maybe even early 40s um and he was like yeah it wasn't until a certain like time like after years and years and years of training that he unlocked like that kind of condition it doesn't happen easily and it's not even maybe like after a year three years like people think oh that's so much time like if if i say to someone yeah i'm competing in 2026 they're like 2026 so like you're not competing next year and i'm like no it's, it's natural bodybuilding you need to spend time going to actually be significantly improved 100 percent. and i think with the maturity thing it's there's it's like a granular look that men mm -hmm. have as they get as they get more mature like even yeah. if you can't get the condition and you have a good muscle like muscle de muscle density there's just mm -hmm. like a granular look that you get, you get more mature um but yeah it's just exciting i'm so excited to see you come back and i'm really glad you're taking the time out um and there is no pressure like there is no pressure for you to return until you feel like you're ready so even now say in 2026 like I think that you'll be in a, a phenomenal spot then but like you say the stage is always going to be there and just yeah. whenever you're ready to come back we'll all be waiting with bated breath I'm sure thank you I'm excited ready to see you at the world's team for for absolute sure um okay is there anything else that you wanted to mention before we sign off I think we're all good okay good. Josh thank you so much for talking with me today I know that the listeners are going to have got so much from that and a lot of them will be prepping for their first seasons right now and, and hopefully for our WMBF UK First Timers Championships. So thank you to everyone listening along. Our registrations are open for that First Timers and Novice Championships on the 16th of June and our Supernaturals Open Finals on the 6th of October. A big thank you to our headline sponsor CNP. We couldn't do any of this without you guys and we're going to be back with episode two of the WMBF UK podcast in a few weeks time. Until then, you can enjoy any of our previous episodes on Spotify or on YouTube. Have a great few weeks, guys. Thanks again, Josh. This has been the WMBF UK podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Check out CNP, our sponsors, and sign up for our events at wmbfuk.com.